0: The last time we talked with this man, he was all over the rumors of Tyler Van Dyke possibly going to Alabama. He was so, so on it, and uh, we uh, respect the hell out of this guy and the work he does. And again, 247, Through the Smoke podcast, Gabby Arudia, who's super busy today, but we appreciate him taking some time here on ESPN 106.3. Gabby, first of all, thank you. Second of all, how disappointed should Canes fans be that Miami did not get... Get Jeremiah Smith the wide receiver to flip from Ohio State to Miami.
1: Yeah, first of all guys, for, thank you for having me and secondly, I mean, yeah, that was tough. You know, there was definitely some internal confidence going into Wednesday morning that they would find a way to get it get, you know, across the finish line with Jeremiah Smith and and get it done and he had a bag in his hand as he was making his announcement. There was an Ohio State hat in there and there was a Miami hat ah. in there. State had kind of waned over the last, you know, 24-48 hours. Florida was kind of out of the mix and it really came down to Miami, slipping to Miami or sticking with Ohio State, and he said it was a gut decision, you know, kind of in the moment decision to stick with Ohio State. And uh, yeah, you know, definitely disappointing. Miami did as as much as they could in that recruitment. I think they gave him they gave him as many reasons to stay home as they possibly could. But ultimately, uh, Ohio State's track record and development of wide receivers—they have a rich history of guys. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr. of course being the most recent. And, uh, you know, that was enough to convince him that he wanted to play his college football in Columbus.
0: Let me ask you this. Between Florida, Florida State, Miami, I mean, I suppose I have to include UCF in there, though. That drives me crazy. (laughs) Who is going to be the first Florida school to finally draw Florida's number one recruit for the first time since 2010 to keep them at home. It ha- I didn't realize that it hasn't been since 2010 the number one overall recruit in the state has actually gone to a state school. Jeremiah Smith going to Ohio State now makes this 14 straight years. Who's going to wow. be the first program to keep them within the parameters of our borders?
1: That, that's an interesting stat that I was not aware of. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely alarming. And look, I mean, if we're talking about recruiting and we're talking about uh, those the, the process of talent acquisition, I mean, give me Mario Cristobal. This guy is an absolute relentless, absolutely relentless recruiter. Uh, he nearly pulled it off here. Uh, I mean, really, moments, uh, inches, as close as you could possibly be. Of course, there's no second place in recruiting, but uh, you know, I, I would bet my money that Mario Cristobal is going to be the first to keep the top player from Florida in the state. Uh, don't know when that will be. Don't not sure what that looks like, but. If I was a betting man uh, and I'm evaluating these situations, I'm looking at Mario Cristobal and the Hurricanes because uh, this is a talent acquisition process machine, and uh, he is uh, a, a maniacal about the recruiting profits And so I would probably roll the dice and go with Coach Cristobal there.
2: Maniacal is a good way to put it, Gabby. Our buddy would go on Mario as well. Hey, give us your answer, your best whack at it. Why is Mario so damn good when the season ends and it's time to get recruited, I think they said at number seven right now. With you guys at two four seven, is it the loafers? Is it his demeanor? Is it his staff that he puts together? Why is Mario so dominant when it comes to recruiting each and every off season?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, and it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint it, right? Because there's is. no like, uh, there's no there's nothing to point to and be like, oh, this uh, or whatever. Like you know, it's just he just closes, and I think uh, it's just the nature of the relationship building process and how. How strong he is. I mean, I think you, you would imagine that coaches are constantly hitting up recruits, constantly hitting up recruits, uh, constantly blowing up their phones, constantly making sure everyone's good with their families. But that truthfully, that's not always the case. The head coach sometimes isn't as involved in recruiting as others. And I think Mario Cristobal legitimately builds deep bonds with these players. And I think, uh, when it's time to, you know, get ready, sit down with your family and say, Hey, we're not making a fun summer commitment where we're, we're, we're making a lifetime decision. Where am I going to go? I think Mario Cristobal and what he does over the course of the year, as far as developing those relationships and, and building those bonds. And yeah, uh, you know, I think it gives them an, an upper hand when the family's sitting down and, and talking about like, Hey, where do we feel best? Like, where do we feel like we want to be at? And who do we feel more com- most comfortable with? I think uh, that's where Mario Cristobal thrives because it's genuine. It's authentic. And it's, it's, it's a part of who he is. It's right not on. what he does. He, he really, he really truthfully just enjoys this process. He's a, Again, I mean he's he, he absolutely, you know, takes this talent acquisition, this insanely crazy calendar, everything that it requires. He he, he looks at it between the between the eyes and he goes and he, he goes and gets it. And so I think that's just a part of who Mario Cristobal is in this process. And I think that's why he you see him do such a good job at the finish line, it's because he, he spends so much time building authentic relationship and, and does a good job of, of selling guys on the program. And hey, we don't have to, you know, sugar-coated or anything anymore Miami's absolutely armed with NIL resources and that certainly doesn't help. (laughs)
0: Uh, Gabby Arudia 247 co-host Through the Smoke follow him on Twitter at Gabby Arudia 247. Uh, As as you were alluding to this is Regardless of getting Jeremiah Smith or not, and again he's sticking with Ohio State, this appears to be a pretty lucrative day for Miami uh, for the Hurricanes in this early signing day period. Just uh, how impactful uh, is this day in your mind ultimately going to be for for Mario Cristobal and company?
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big day. You know, uh, they did a good job of getting all you know most of their commits you know across the finish line. Uh, you know, they still have a top 10 class. Miami's never signed back-to-back top 10 classes in the 24-7 sports era. And, wow. uh, you know, I still think that there's some meat left on the bone as far as what they can do. Uh, you know, they should get word from a, lar- uh, a top 24-7 linebacker out of Largo, Florida, Darius Hayes. He's committed to Florida. Miami uh, is trending to flip him. So, you know, Miami, another blue-chip type of talent on board here potentially soon. And Miami's also awaiting word from five, uh, you know, composite five-star defensive lineman Armando Blunt, who's committed to Florida State. Uh, he's going to announce his decision make it public at 6 p.m. Eastern. So there's still a lot that Miami can accomplish here on Wednesday. And, yeah, you missed out on Jeremiah Smith, but there's still some big-time targets uh, left on the board. And if Miami can close out the way that they expect to, you know, there should be some more good news rolling in for the program here.
0: Uh, just real quick, uh, what is your gut feel on Armando Blunt?
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna end up flipping that commitment to Miami. Uh, You know, I feel good about what the Hurricanes did. Uh, He took only one official visit this whole entire recruiting cycle after you know reclassifying from 2025 to 2024, and despite him being a Florida State commitment, he uh, took that visit to Miami, and things are trending towards the Hurricanes. So I like where Miami's at with Armando Blunt uh, going into that announcement.
0: Like Blunt. And let's just talk about the, uh, the big whale sitting out there, and that's Cam Ward, yeah. the quarterback. Yep. And so uh, Miami has, has not been able to acquire the services of, uh, of a Will Rogers or a, a Dylan Gabriel. So here we are with everybody waiting on bated breath uh for for cam ward and it looks like it's down to florida state and miami when do you expect this announcement to happen this decision to be made could it still happen today or are we thinking more next week and who has the inroad here
1: yeah i mean i think this is uh this is one of those where it's tough to pin a timeline to. i think ideally you know this thing would have been. i think for all parties involved uh this would have been done already uh you know miami's obviously still battling clawing through that one uh they'd like nothing more than for Cam Ward to be their quarterback in twenty twenty four and I think, you know, all the everything is kind of pointing to Miami, you know, continuing to grind that one out and see if they could pull it off. It seems to be a Miami Florida State recruiting battle. I know he's if Camp is still talking about the NFL, uh let's see if that's something that they're willing to follow through with. Uh, you know, but I do think Miami, if I was handicapping this thing, I I do think Miami's potentially in the best spot. Uh, to get this thing done but i think that there's still a lot that needs to happen before that kind of comes through so with these transfer quarterbacks you know and in the transfer portal you know especially these high profile guys they hold all the leverage and they hold all the cards and cam ward has a ton of leverage right now and so i think it's going to be on his terms when he's ready and so things look the way that he sort of wants it to look so uh, i know miami's still working there miami absolutely wants to get him on board as soon as they possibly can but it sounds like there's still more work to be done there.
2: Yeah, I, I know Cam spending some time up in Tallahassee this weekend. Miami fans are nervous. But if it was to be a guy like K.J. Jefferson, is that considered settling in your opinion? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it depends on what that, what it looks like, right? I think it depends on what it looks like from the Cam Ward perspective and what the domino effect of that is. Is it because you lost him to Florida State? Is it because he elected to go pro? Um, but look, K.J. Jefferson, I think, is a is a real option kind of that Miami's exploring. When they started to really dive into their potential quarterback options a few weeks ago, uh, K.J. Jefferson is a name who, you know, had emerged as a potential transfer portal guy. Uh, you know, it took them some time to get in there. But once he officially hit, you know, he was a name that they had kind of circled as they began their process of looking for a quarterback. And so I know that Miami definitely likes what K.J. Jefferson brings. He's an experienced veteran. Uh, you know, productive quarterback who played a lot of good football in the SEC over the course of his career, and that's exactly what Miami's looking for. they got a big offensive lines, a good, strong group of playmakers, and, you know, supporting cast that they feel like K.J. Jefferson would have potentially the best group around them, or any transfer quarterback would have the best group around them that they've had over the course of their career. So, yeah, I think, uh, you know, the potential of K.J. Jefferson is – still kind of on the table, but I still think everything is pointing to Miami trying to get Cam Ward done before they go there.
0: KJ Jefferson, again, the Arkansas quarterback who's in the portal now. Uh, Gabby Arudia, just a couple more uh, with him. Outstanding work for 247, and again, the Through the Smoke podcast. He is all over it today. Follow him on Twitter, at Gabby Arudia 247. Do you anticipate... Uh, any staff changes after today? I got a little nervous for Shannon Dawson when he's lecturing the fans about uh, how uh, the air raid is a mindset. Uh, but it seems like he's back on good terms with the fan base and uh, and with Mario. Uh, do you think there's going to be any shuffling of the staff, which sometimes happens after an early signing day? Is everybody pretty concrete in uh, in that coaching room?
1: Yeah, I think it's always that's, that's always tough to predict. You know how the how the coaching staff stuff shakes out. I mean, I wouldn't. There's been staff changing since my since Mario Cristobal has gone here every year. So, um, you know, I obviously want to hold on to, you know, defensive coordinator Lance Gidry, and, you know, he's going to be a popular name in the market just because of what he's done over the course of his career and now at Miami. Um, you know, of course, there's going to be oh, – you've got to hold on. you got to take care of your people. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a couple things move here or there. I, I don't know if anything definitive right now or anything certain, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was a, a, a few tweaks to the staff uh, going into 2024. Or uh, uh, go ahead,
2: Stone. Go ahead. Go. Ahead. No, no, no. If you got a, go ahead. No, no, that's no, fine. Hey, Gabby, this is kind of an abstract question, but nobody better than you to answer it. Kind of go through your process on how you handle gauging teenagers on social media and kind of the mysterious things they put out there. If we're talking about Armando Blunt, just him posting a picture, no context of him holding up the U a week ago, and you have plenty of these recruits just tweeting emojis and stuff. Again, no context. Like, when you see these things, what's your process? Are you hitting up people that you know well in their camp, or are you just trying to put a puzzle piece together every single time you see these things?
1: Yeah, it's. It, I think every situation's different. you got to treat every situation different. And this is silly season, right? Like, you never know what's really to But I've, I, I don't know. On my end, I've learned to... You know, for the most part, ignore the social media stuff, like just try to get down to the nitty gritty of what's real and what's not. Social media is one thing. What's reality is the other. And, you know, obviously, if you have a commit who's, uh, you know, playing some social media games uh, the day he's supposed to sign or anything like that, like that's clearly not a good thing for a program. But I try not to dive too deep into the social media stuff just because, you know, again, like you said, we're, we're dealing with teenagers in the social media era who have one interpretation of what social media means. And we, as, you know, older, you know, more, a little bit grown up men, like have a different one. So I try not to look too much into that. Just always try to remain constant and, you know, making sure you have a good grasp and a a good understanding of of these recruitments and, and hope that, you know, and, you know, believe and trust in your intel and your sources as you, you know, go through the process. It's not always a straight line, you know, there could definitely be bumps in the road and all those types of things, but, you know, try not to, put too much stock into some of those social media
0: posts. Final thing here, Gabby and Gabby Arudia, 247 covers the Canes and uh, also co-host on the very, very, very well done Through the Smoke podcast. Uh, For me, Mario is a phenomenal recruiter. I have such major issues with his in-game coaching, and it drives me insane. You, you're you you're a recruiting ace, but you're also conversing with fans probably more so than I am. How do you rationalize after year two, the Mario Cristobal on the recruiting trail with the Mario Cristobal on the sideline and how he handles in-game situations?
1: Yeah, you know, it's, it's tough, and You know, I'm definitely not an X's and O's expert, so I try not, you know, I definitely have opinions or or whatever the case is. But, look, I think bottom line, I think what Mario Cristobal does best is uh, he levels up the talent on the team. And in college football, more often than not, the more talented teams win. And I think, uh, you know, really, uh, if if they're able to get better players and put just awesome football players across the field, I think that Miami will start winning more football games. I mean, that's what he did at – That's what he did in Oregon. He recruited at a really high level, and that Oregon team won, you know, say what you want about the coaching or anything else like that. But, you know, that team did win two conference championships in the Pac-12. So I think the most important thing in college football is just leveling up the overall talent. And I do think Mario Cristobal does that as well as anybody else. And, yeah, some of the in-game decisions and, you know, of course, like the Georgia Tech knee situation, those are all incredibly frustrating. And you can't justify or explain those things rationally or, anything like that. Those are just mistakes that happen that shouldn't happen. Um, but I think ultimately you will be fine as a program, and I still think they're trending in the right direction because the team's getting better, the team's getting more talented, and that will more likely than not lead to better results on Saturdays.
0: Gabby, really appreciate the time. Uh, looking forward to uh, seeing you the rest of the day and uh, especially what happens with Armando Blan around 6 o'clock. We'll be following you on social media. We'll be checking out your stuff 247 and listening to the Through the Smoke podcast. Thanks again for taking the time today.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thank
0: you, Gabby. That is Gabby Arrudia with us here covering the Canes on ESPN 1063.